This is TCS, the Tech Central show, and I'm Duncan McLeod. We appreciate you watching us. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. YouTube.com slash techcentral is the place to do that. Now, Mellon Mobile is a new MVNO just launched in the South African market, and it's fronted by a well-known figure in local telecommunications circles. Calvin Collett is former CEO of Supersonic, the MTN-owned internet service provider, and he's leading Mellon Mobile. Calvin, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming into the studio. Thanks for having me, Duncan. I've always been fascinated about how new companies choose their names. Where, where does Mellon, the name Mellon, come from? Yeah, it's an interesting story. So um, when we went out to the, the marketing guys to come up with the names, they came up with about 150 and anything wow. from like Blitz Mobile to all these things. But unfortunately, they've got connotations. And I never wanted mm. a name that had a connotation like Blitz is this and, mm. you know, whatever the other names. So I said, guys, we need an, uh, a name that we can build a brand around and we can, you know, really just give it a personality. Um, and I think my wife actually came up with the name. She's like, what about okay. Melon Mobile with alliteration? You know, I was yeah. like, fruits are cool because it's, it's, uh, it's got no connotation, especially not to, to mobile anyway. And uh, we put it out to the marketing guys. And the crazy thing is that brand that they came up with, the very first version mm -hmm. is the brand that is today. Oh, wow. There were no uh, adjustments. I mean, it was, yeah, it, 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 so it was, it was meant to be, it was ultimately yeah. the, the thing. But no, there was no... There's no fancy story behind it outside mm. of the fact that we just wanted to build a personality behind a brand, not okay. let the name dictate what we needed to do. A lot of a lot of um, startups often get dictated to by the availability of the web address that you <laughs> want to use. Was Melon available locally? We were lucky. Locally, it was. Yeah. Uh, internationally, it's actually not. Um, mm. There's a magazine called Melon Mobile really? uh, in the US. Um, so yeah, we, we couldn't, we couldn't, couldn't get, get the, the dot com. com. No, okay. we couldn't. But so what is your web address? Melonmobile.co.za? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's great. So, um, how long ago now did you leave Supersonic? My last day was the 1st of April. Okay. So it's been a, a full year now. Um, and that's so you left with the intention of launching Melon. Absolutely. Okay. hundred percent. Right. Know, we started to see while I was at MTN, the, the proliferation of, of digital brands. And, and typically what happens, it's a second brand to the main operators. Right. So the main operator stays as the M&O, and they spin up a digital brand. Mm -hmm. um, and I just thought there was a massive opportunity to do this. So <clears throat> left with a specific intention. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I don't think I underestimated how hard the journey was going to be uh, in terms of, of funding and then platforms and all these kind of things. But it's, we're here, and uh, we're we comfortable with the product. It's working really well, so... Yeah, it worked out well. Great stuff. So if you're uh, if you're a consumer is interested in finding out more about Mellon, you can get the services right now. It's launched. It's we officially launch on next week, Thursday, the thirteenth of April. Thirteenth of April, right? But it is available on the app stores, mm -hmm. um, and so we launched. A so you can called, sign up. You can go through the Rika process. Absolutely, and, mm -hmm. and 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 it'll work. I mean, it's it's absolutely. We are live. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, we, we launched a thing called Friends and Family mm -hmm. um, about uh, four weeks ago. Okay. And that was specifically to get people on there, you know, to fix bugs, understand any issues we might have, understand the sign-up journeys, understand the sort of, you know, what scale could we, we get mm. to, what are the support journeys, and so on and so forth. And then also get our call center agents up to, up to speed. Yes. Because, um, you know, that's the, the another important part of this thing is, yeah, we're a digital telco, mm. but I hate over-digital, uh, companies who do, do over-digitization in my view. Yes. So, you know, 
just because we're digital doesn't mean you don't need a contact center. I think is the opposite. You can actually speak to somebody. You, if you need, need to speak to, to somebody. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't have any bots. Yeah. Um, we don't have bots. Um, not to say we won't potentially put some user journeys that make sense, mm -hmm. but we said upfront going out, we will not have a bot. What you can't mm -hmm. do on the app, you will speak to a human. And I think that's the right level, especially to start with. Um, and I think that's, that's done well. So the friends and family really allowed us to do that mm -hmm. and, and to sort of iron out the, the last little niggly things before a big commercial launch. That's very good to hear. I'm not going to name them, but I, I had to deal with a, the call center of, of one of the telecommunications operators in South Africa recently. <laughs> and I phoned the call center and I needed to speak to a human being. And it, the system was very clearly designed to try and prevent me from speaking to a human 100%. being because of the cost involved in, obviously in that to the, to the operator. And I pressed all these options. I had to dial back several times and I could not figure out how to get past the automated system to be able to speak to a human being. 100%. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. And I think what we've tried to do is the opposite. So try and build as much as possible into the journey where it's self-help. Mm -hmm. okay. But the second you can't self-help, then put a human in. Yeah. And I think that's where... I think that's the essence of digital and, and getting digital right mm -hmm. is balancing as much, make the humans do, make yourself self-help the, the, the center and the focus. But when it doesn't work, because digital won't always work, there's scenarios that you can't even dream of that mm -hmm. can happen, make sure there's a human to, mm -hmm. to, to, to circumvent that or, or have a workaround. And that's, that, that's the, the basis of what yeah. we're trying to do. Okay, okay. Let's talk a bit about the MVNO market in South mm. Africa because there's a lot going on. It was, it was quiet for many, many years. Virgin Mobile was in the market no longer. Uh, they were the first and for a very long time the only oh, MVNO yeah. in South Africa. Uh, but we've seen other mobile network operators now starting to offer MVNO services, MTN being the second after Cell C2 to launch in that oh. space. Um, what, what do you think is driving the MVNO market locally? Why is there suddenly so much interest in so many brands looking to launch their own mobile services? I think there are a couple of things. Um, one is post the Spectrum launch, mm -hmm. the operators are forced to do uh, MVNOs right. and, and enable them. So I think that is a catalyst for it. That was a requirement of the Spectrum auction that if they got Spectrum, they had to offer MVNO enablement services on their network. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, so I think that's one of them. The other thing is, it, it's. I'm not sure outside of that, but it definitely is MVNO season. I mean, right. they're popping up all over the place with different shapes and sizes. I think the one thing about MVNOs in South Africa is they're mostly rewards programs and right. not de dedicated telco service providers, which mm -hmm. is something that we've gone out. You know, yes. we, we don't have anything else. That is our focus. We had to offer that as a primary service. Yeah. So it's not a secondary, it's not a tertiary um, Etc. Etc. So I think it, it was a. It, I think the the stated objectives are different. Yeah. Um, but you know, even a uh, market in South Africa is still tiny. Um, taking international standards. I mean, right. internationally, fifteen to twenty percent of the market is taken up by MVNOs. In South Africa, it's two percent. So we still have a lot of space. You know, a lot of people say, "Isn't it crowded? Too late to come in." No. Not by international standards. Right. Will it get to 20% locally? Do you I think? don't think so. No. no, I don't think so. I think 15% will be an absolute top Stretch. end. Uh -huh. um, and, and, and look, if you take that there are about 101 million active SIM cards in South Africa, you know, 10% is what, 11 million. Yeah. So you take 11 million, I think 11 to 15 million is a fair number of SIM cards for, for MBNOs, um, but not more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So with the ICASA auction and 
the MNO is now required to launch these MVNO platforms. I know MTN has launched. Celsius has been in the market for years. Vodacom has said they're going to launch. I don't know if they've actually launched any MVNO services. They haven't, but the, I know it's imminent. I believe it is imminent. Okay. I, I don't know the dates, but um, in and discussions we've had with them, they it is imminent. Yeah. And, and Telcom has said by the end of this year, I think they're also Absolutely, going to, to yeah. do something. So the, so the enablement market is getting very interesting. Do you think the competition between the MNOs to provide MVNO services um, is going to help companies like Mellon Mobile in that prices are going to come down at a wholesale level and, and there's just going to be better service from the MNOs? I think so. I think it'll get there. I mean, I think at the moment there's still a... So let's let's look at different companies. I mean, I think from MTN's perspective, who we've partnered with, mm-hmm. there's a very clear separation between wholesale and retail. And that's really great. And I think that's what you know, all of the, the telcos have got to do is yeah. have that very clear mindset that there's a wholesale division and they will bring wholesale revenue and there's a retail division and they'll bring, bring the retail Where customer. the wholesale division doesn't talk to the retail division exactly. about well, how this is going to impact you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. um, so I think that that's got to, to proliferate amongst all, all, all the telcos, but I think it will. Um, mm-hmm. And I know M10 have done it extremely well um, and we've experienced it now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you, you, you definitely get the... the it's not just a feeling. They are yeah. separated. You yeah. know, you're speaking yeah. to a different division. You you get that service and so on and so forth. So it's been mm-hmm. a really good experience there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Was MTN always the only option for you, given your history with MTN? Look, that helped. Yeah. Um, but because of their maturity in terms of of being in the MVNO market, and Vodacom hadn't launched it at that stage, mm-hmm. or, or were certainly not advertising, Telcom were not advertising, um, and Celsius felt because they were roaming on MTN anyway it would be, you know, there's just a middleman in, in there. Right. Um, plus, we wanted to put our own platform in. So mm-hmm. we weren't going to use one of the, the existing platform providers. So we wanted to integrate directly into the network and go far into the network as possible so we could provide as many services as possible um, that were not dictated to us by the MNO. Right. So to do that, we wanted a primary MNO. So, yeah, uh, that was the, the main reason. But, you know, they've got the best network. Typically, a, a brand, especially those that you spoke about earlier, that are providing these, these are sort of um, value-added incentives to consumers as loyalty programs yes. and stuff, they typically would work through an enablement company rather than directly with the MNO. Absolutely, um, that, that is typically the the model, um, and there are a couple of them out there, and they do good jobs um, mm-hmm. uh, for what that's built for. But you know, our our view and 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 the reason we did this was to do something different. Yeah. You know, I I still struggle to to understand how do you compete against the the, the two MTN and Vodacom just to start with mm. um, and their, their massive marketing spends have been around for 25 years. Mm. If you're going to offer exactly the same as them, mm-hmm. it's I, I think it's going to be very hard to compete. So we decided we had to come up with something that was significantly different, significantly value-add, um, and therefore we think we can actually penetrate mm-hmm. the market. Now, we're not competing against MTN and Vodacom. They'll be arrogant to even make a statement like that. Mm-hmm. We've got a niche, we've got a customer focus, um, and those are the guys we're looking for. Yeah. You know, so if you, if, you, if you ask what is the base, it's sort of 18 to 45-year-old, digital and tech savvy. Um, and yeah, so that, that, that's the, the, the market segment we're looking for. But okay. it's, it's, you know, so you're skewing young, skewing tech savvy, um, particular LSMs? Not per se. I mean, the smartphone would be your entry level because, right. I mean, we are, we're app-based, so you need to at least have a smartphone mm-hmm. um, and a bank card. So those are the two sort of uh, LSM requirements. So right. if you've got a bank card and a smartphone, 
we, so is this contract only? Is no prepaid element? It's it's neither. So oh. it's a subscription. So okay. think of it as Netflix. Right. So it's it's month to month, and it's a su- subscription. So you okay. build your subscription, and next month you can change your subscription, and the month after you can change your subscription. So it's 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 kind of like prepaid, I guess, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's a prepaid, postpaid kind of environment. So we're right in the middle. Yeah. So we see ourselves as we're looking to go after that golden middle. Mm-hmm. So the guys who are on, on prepaid who are using the banking sector right. to manage their prepaid. So they're not going to your, 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 um, your garages or fuel stations to top up and stuff like Five that. Five rand or something. No. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going onto the banking channels and saying, listen, I want 100... Um, Hundred minutes, and I want five gigs of data. You know, we kind of go after that that middle segment of prepaid, and sure, we'll have some spillover into the postpaid, and then spillover into the lower market. But that's okay. the segment we're looking for. There. Okay, okay, and that must be millions of people in the Absolutely. context. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the research we've done, it's, it's a really big, big segment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think we get the, and I think our journey is right. It's nice and simple. You know, from the second you get the the SIM card to activation. It's a five to six minute journey. Now, mm-hmm. you can't, there's no one else is offering anything, you know, even remotely mm-hmm. close to that. So yeah. we think there's, a, there's an opportunity. Plus, I think we've got a bit of education to do because the app's the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. Now, nowhere else in mobile is that the place. So, you know, we had a couple of guys already ask, how do I see my usage? Now, on the front screen of the app, it's got dials. So mm-hmm. if you just open the app, it'll tell you where your usage is and it's immediate as well. So, okay. you, you know, make a minute call, it'll show up that you've, You've done it. You download a hundred meg file. It'll show you the little dials will, will dial back a hundred meg. So okay. it's absolutely live, but it's it's foreign in 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 our current mobile industry. You know, you're like, yeah. how do you get your balance? Well, it's SMS this or mm. you know USSD that or whatever else. Ours is on the app and it's immediate. So mm. a little bit of education we're going to have to do, but it's I think we've um, you know and and also we came up with a very simple product. You know, a lot of people ask, do you have this? Do you have that? And we're like, it's all on our roadmap. Mm-hmm. And we've got a really nice roadmap, which we can talk about later. But right now, we've come out with a, a very um, competitive voice and data SMS offering, so yeah. proper end-to-end mobile offering. Um, just just to give uh, I mean, our viewers and our listeners mm-hmm. some, some insight here, when you go into the app, um, and I, I haven't actually popped the SIM into my phone yet, but I have used the, had a look in the app. Yeah. And there are a bunch of sliders. So you actually yes. decide, okay, uh, I need, uh, and, and this, is, this is really cool because often you're buying stuff from in a contract or whatever and you, you're ending up buying stuff that you're never going to use. 100%. Uh, so you can buy 50 minutes of voice, but if you use a lot of data, you can buy 50 gigs of data and maybe you need 10 SMSs a month. Exactly. Or if you skew the other way and you need 1,000 minutes and uh, you know, one gig of data, you can do that as well, 100%. which is pretty cool because it gives you that flexibility to tailor a package for yourself on the fly using sliders, which is, which I don't think has been done in this market. Before. No, it hasn't. Um, and uh, even internationally, it's not, uh, uh, it's not pervasive. Right. So you tend to find that they're very specific packages. Um, you take like a Mint Mobile. They've mm. only got four, pack- four packages in total. Mm. Um, it's... It's all unlimited voice and, and text, and then they've got different data packages. Yeah. Um, the South African contents, we just didn't feel that was the right way to go, so we put the slider. So it really gives you the ability to, to completely um, configure those. So, and, you, and it kind of takes the, you know, a couple of people asked us, do we offer data-only packages? Yeah. Well, you decide, because yeah. just choose no voice and no, no, voice, no yeah. text, and then yeah. you've got a data-only package. Mm-hmm. So it really does give you the ability to you know, have multiple SIMs and so on and so forth. Um, can you buy additional voice or data if you require it on an ad hoc basis? Absolutely. So, um, and we give you notifications all the time mm-hmm. um, to say, you know, you're running out of data, etc. 
go into the app and you just there's top a up. plus sign mm -hmm. click on the plus slide again how many how much data you want to top up go your bank cards already saved as a token um straight in and and your, your top up's done so mm -hmm. the app is uh, zero rated as well so you don't have to worry about the inability to access uh, the app when you have run out of data so sure. Sure. it's all there yeah now you mentioned you, you did a lot of development work to integrate with MTN's backend yeah. systems uh, uh, beyond what a traditional or a typical MVNO would do. Yeah. I mean, how much work was involved in in doing that? I mean, it must be quite quite an expensive exercise. It, it is expensive, and it's. Um, I think Duncan, the big thing here is to do it properly. You know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't understand telco scale. I mean, you've been in the telco industry, you understand the, the scale of this industry, but I think people are coming from retail, et cetera, et cetera, sometimes forget the scale of telco. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is it's a 24-7, 365 business. Mm -hmm. So you can't have, you know, we'll do our maintenance window here and there and all these kind of things. It's got to work all the time. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, you know, it, it's, it's no longer a... a, a of a mobile network. Mission critical. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it is expensive and it is, it's time consuming. But, you know, the, our team combined with the MTN team in this specific scenario were, were fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and we went through all the phases of testing, et cetera, et cetera. So it took us about six months. Um, but it was, it was done extremely well. And, you know, the integrations there, we've got all the, all the, the functions and, and uh, facilities you require. We've got 5G works. Mm. Um, Right down 2G, 3G, 4G as well. Right up to 5G. Okay. Right up to 5G. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a fully functioning mobile network. Um, it's not there, there are no limitations on it or anything like that. So that's great. Did MTN have to do a lot of work as well on their side uh, in preparation for this launch? Uh, how closely did you work with the MTN team? Look, we worked extremely closely. And, yeah. and for any MVNO launch, I mean, it was no mm -hmm. different for us versus any of the other guys that have launched. But a lot of work is required. And, and as I say, we've worked with the wholesale division and they've right. done. It's, it's a lot of work involved to, to launch because yeah. you want to do it properly. I mean, yeah. you can't afford to chuck this whole thing together. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's really, um, it's done well. Now, now, out of interest, there's been a lot of, um, we, we actually had, uh, uh, um, uh, his name has slipped my mind now, uh, the CEO of Kalon Venture Partners, Clive Butko on the show yes. uh, earlier this week, and he was talking about the state of the venture capital market and the tightening interest rate environment and how that has impacted the global venture capital space, which has plunged. There was an article on the FT this morning that said that VC um, investments, I think in the US, have plunged 55% yeah. in the last year, uh, and you're launching into this uh, environment. Uh, how difficult was it to find funding? Look, I think funding uh, in South Africa is especially difficult. Um, I'm, I'm glad I'm not funding now, I'm not looking for funding now, but it, it's one of those things. I mean, we I probably did about seventy pitches, seven, seven zero, zero wow. pitches, um, and it's one of the, I think it's one of the hardest things because it's like going on seventy dates, and, <laughs> and every single one you think is going extremely well, mm. and then they just never find you back. Uh, um, mm. And it's one of the the interesting things I found out. You know, once I did manage to get funding, was um, I went to some of these guys who I, who I thought went extremely well, and uh, the comment was, "We loved your product, but." We didn't want to say no just in case uh, there was an opportunity to invest later. So mm -hmm. it's it's not a no, but it's not a yes. It's mm -hmm. an interesting. So so a lot of guys sit on the fence in in the in the VC space. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if there's one thing that we need to is is better funding for SMEs. I mean, mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of work being done on this, but it is extremely difficult to yeah. get funding. Okay. Um, 
But you found funders. But we found funders. You found funders, and then I, yeah. I believe you can't name them. No, so they, um, but they're private individuals, mm -hmm. um, high net worth individuals, um, okay. which is kind of what you need in, in, a, in a space like this. Because kind of angel investors? Angel investors. Yeah. You know, yeah. Guys are willing to, uh, I guess, trust the, the vision yeah. and what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, believe that the, the spreadsheet engineering was uh, legitimate and, and, and not just <laughs> spreadsheet engineering. Um, you know, I think we've done a lot right. You know, we, when I went out, we had the MTN agreement. We had the brand. Mm -hmm. We actually had something to do it, um, something to actually sure. to sell. I mean, sure, it wasn't fully fledged, but at least there was something to sell. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But we had, like I say, you, you need someone to take the, take the plunge, and, and, yeah. and I'm really thankful for that because yeah, we managed sure. to get that, yeah. So, so what is your funding, what do, you, do your funding requirements look like going forward? Do you go through the, the traditional Series A venture capital funding type around next, or do you fund yourself through cash flow? Funding through cash flow. Yeah. So um, we really, look, it all depends on, on uptake. You know, we've got a, 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 a timeline yeah. for, for break-even uh, and, and an uptake and obviously churn rates, et cetera, et cetera. So we're really hoping that we get that right. Yeah. And if we do that right, we, we've got enough funding to, to get us through. So yeah. the one thing... You know, this isn't my first startup, but one sure. thing I've, one of the mistakes I've made in previous is, is not getting enough money up front, or at least not getting enough committed money up front. Right. I mean, obviously not everything's in the account, but at least it's committed if certain milestones are met. And I think that's an important, uh, if you're going to get funding, make yeah. sure you understand your full funding requirement. You know, don't, don't go in and say, well, listen, I need 10 or 20% because getting other 80% becomes incredibly hard. Okay. <clears throat> so we've gone in and said, this is the stated, we need 100 million, sure, you know, or 100, 100%. Mm -hmm. um, what is the, the, the requirement up front? This is the amount of cash, but we've got commitment to get there if we hit the milestones. And okay. I think that's an important way to go. Yeah, 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 interesting. Let's talk a bit about the, the value proposition uh, in Mellon Mobile. I had a, a look at the pricing. A gigabyte of data, for example, is going to, Cost you sixty rand, yeah. um, and then it's it scales scales from there. But it obviously gets cheaper the yeah. more data you buy. Yeah. So twenty gigabytes you can get for five hundred rand. Um, it's not the cheapest data product in the market. Um, what, what is your your your, your voice tariffs are, are very competitive. Mm -hmm. what, what what is your thinking around? Your, the fees you're charging for Mellon Mobile? So we we never wanted to be. We were never going to be the cheapest. Okay. Um, uh, I. I don't like price play as, as your primary value proposition. I, I think it's, I, it, there's not, that's not a real differentiator. It doesn't create longevity. Mm -hmm. You know, the next person who gets a better price, well, you know, they, they move on. Yeah. We wanted to create a real proposition, but they make sure that there was still value in our pricing. So yeah. I think it's 60 Rand a gig um, versus other high quality networks, your, your primary MNOs is well priced. We, it's at a, at a, at a, a big enough discount in, mm -hmm. in our view. Um, and then, you know, so if we start, it's simplicity up front. Yeah. So then it's the, the flexibility, um, no contracts, uh, the sliders and so on and so forth. Right. We are on, on, on MTN, so we, we are, it's, a, it's a proper network. You're not getting, you know, uh, a third grade network yeah, yeah. and drop calls and all those kind of things. You are getting the 5G benefits. So we're really giving you the flexibility simplicity and then value as well mm -hmm. so it's not um, it, it's not a price play for us I sure. think price is important and I think our prices are very competitive you know we did massive competitor analysis before we launched our pricing and if you go and do those analysis we're very well priced right um, but 
if you're going to, and I think this is, and, and you, you well know it, I think the challenge in the industry is, you know, you can buy a gig for 19 Rand. Yeah. But it, it's a seven-day bundle, which All expires right. after seven days, right. you know. So I think those are the, the pitfalls that you need to look out for when you, you, when you do price comparisons. So, you know, it's a minimum of a 30-day. You know, we don't expire, so that's also yeah. a, another avenue to look into when you, you're doing these price comparisons. Mm -hmm. But it's, I think we're very competitive for the, the offering that we, we, we're putting out there and the ability and the flexibility that you get mm -hmm. from the product. I know a lot of price-conscious South Africans switch between networks and go for the cheapest deal when it's, whenever it's available. Um, I, I'm, but that's not the target market not you're going after market, here. Yeah. You're going after a market that's looking for convenience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's the guys who's saying, we need the data, and this month I need five gigs, next month I need two gigs, now I need 10 gigs because I'm going away. And I don't want that to be, uh, I don't want it to be difficult. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pay premium prices for it. And the nice thing is, because of our, 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 our sliding scale, yeah. you know, when you do need 10 gigs, it's not 60 Rand, it's 30 Rand, yeah. and 20 Rand, and 8 Rand, etc. So it does get significantly cheaper. So the, the bigger bundles, the, the better pricing you do get. Um, so when you sign up for a month to month contract and you're being billed on presumably on a debit order on a monthly basis, yeah you can change your plan ahead of that debit order going off. Exactly. Okay. How, exactly. how much time do you have to do that? The day right. before. The day before. Okay. Right up until the day before. Okay. I mean, you could change it on the 10th of the month yeah. and it'll just stay there and it'll say, look, that's this very is attractive because at the moment, many people get locked into a two-year contract. Exactly. They're paying for something. They realize that perhaps after the first month, they realize that they actually need and then they can't change it. I mean, I think, Duncan, if you ask anybody, how many minutes or how much data do you consume? Yeah. I think there's 1% who can actually give you an you actually know the answer. <laughs> exactly. So you build your first plan um, and you might be accurate or close or whatever else. Mm. And then you'll probably adjust it to a more accurate uh, version of it uh, post that. Mm. You know? So it's why we built that in is the flexibility to change that. So yeah. as much as it is monthly um, uh, and, and it's, but you can change that, mm. your, your built package. Yeah, yeah. And ARPUs, our average revenue per user, I know that's a very uh, important metric in the mobile industry and telecommunications industry more broadly. Uh, are you targeting a, a, an ARPU that's higher than the industry average? Look, I, I find the industry average question interesting because the 101 million sims in the market, mm -hmm. there's, I mean, of that, how many people, are, how many people, it's two and a half sims per person. So... Look, and the average is what, 96 Rand or something like that is mm -hmm. the average. I believe it's double that because it's not possible for a single person to, well, there's under 1 million SIM cards. So mm -hmm. average is around 180. So we're looking at 200 to 250, okay. which we think is right within the, the industry average, actually, because right. yeah. the 96 is actually a skewed, in my view. Absolutely. There's yeah. a large, massive exactly. consumers who are spending a very small amount. Well, also, you know, I think it's someone who sw swaps SIM cards. So you might have four SIM cards in a month. Oh, true. Yes. So is it actually real? You know, so yeah. each SIM card spending night, so you're spending, that person's spending 400 Rand potentially. Mm. So it's, it's skewed on number of SIM cards, not actual per human or yeah. per person. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so we're going for the 200 to 250. Do you um, expect people will use Melon, uh, their Melon SIM primarily as a second SIM in a dual SIM smartphone, or do you think they're going to use it mainly as their primary SIM? We're pushing for primary. Um, and I think... It's so one of the things that we've done. So let's talk about the pitfalls of expiry dates, non-expiry mm -hmm. dates, because um, most 
I think the the biggest concern that we had when building the product yeah. was non-expiry is highly attractive. It makes sense. However, the second you do it, user behavior says, well, I put it in my third, fourth, fifth device because it never expires. Yeah. Okay, so you load it with a gig of data, consumes 20, 30, 40 megs on maybe mm -hmm. a kid's cell phone or something like that. They mm -hmm. do a few WhatsApps. Now, we don't want that. I mean, we want, we want revenue ultimately. Mm -hmm. So... Um, the only caveat to our product is you've got to have an active subscription okay. to keep your, 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 your non-expiry of data, okay. which I think is a fair thing. So yeah. it's saying don't use us as, as the, the, the SIM that you put in the device that sits in the corner and is never utilized. Mm -hmm. So you utilize our SIM and your data will never expire. Well, fact, ever. Ever. Okay. So that, that's the, call it the caveat, but I think it's a, it's a fair assumption. It's like yeah. Netflix. I mean, you can't say, well, you know, I downloaded seven movies and I canceled my Netflix subscription. I still expect my seven movies still be. They, they, the subscription and the, the, the downloads are directly linked. Yes. And that's how we see this as well. Right. Um, so, no, we, we, we definitely want people to port. And we think because we're on a quality network, we're offering a quality service, there's no reason not to. Yeah. Um, and we've made the porting process extremely simple. Mm -hmm. So it's same-day porting consistently. I mean, if there's one thing we've tested oh, at, uh, at nauseam is the porting. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the biggest challenge, right, is the switching process. I mean, it's you the touch friction a, in that It's the friction, yeah. mm -hmm. totally. So because we've got a dedicated call center, the second you have any issues, there's a person on the end who can say, listen, this is where your port is. This is what's happening. Don't stress. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but as we say, the, the porting process of lots of little elves in the background to make sure that the friction isn't there. Yeah. So type in your number. We do all the background processes. You'll get your, your SMS from the, the donor network. And then we handle absolutely everything else. I haven't ported a number in, in many years, but is the process quite fluid now? Uh, there were some suggestions that the MNOs back in the early days were deliberately making it difficult to port your number away from networks. Is it, it, it is extremely difficult and necessarily difficult. It but is. But just because of poor process. I mean, okay. ours isn't difficult. And it's, uh, let me put it this way. Yeah. The porting process isn't difficult. People have comp made it complex. Um, I think it's like a lot of process. The mobile operators have made it complex. No, I, it's, it's, yeah, I guess so. But it's just the processes are unnecessarily difficult. Mm -hmm. um, so we've simplified that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and obviously because we want people to switch. Yeah. So it's, yeah. and the easiest way is to take out the friction. Mm -hmm. So... Okay. That's what we've done. So what, what are the plans now that you've launched? Melon Mobile, what comes next? Uh, do you look at, um, I don't know, value-added services beyond your typical telco offerings? What's, what's next for Melon? So the very next one is eSIM. eSIM, okay. So we're busy testing at the moment. We're hoping for a, a May launch. I can't give exact dates, but we're yeah. hoping for a May launch. Um, and eSIM is obviously important for us for, once again, you know, there's... The friction right now is getting you the SIM card. Yep. So, so there's that friction there. So eSIM will, will obviously simplify that a hell of a lot. The The challenge with eSIM is obviously the number of devices that, that, that accept eSIMs, but that number is growing and it, it will yep. only continue to grow. So <laughs> eSIMs are a, a next big one for us. Then after it's family plans, because we believe the family plans is a, is a big one because um, – what you tend to find is a typical family, mm -hmm. husband, wife, two kids, three kids, whatever else it is. You tend to have one on this network, one on that network, iPads or something yeah. else. I mean, you've got yeah. multiple SIMs, all on different contracts, all on mm -hmm. different things. There's wastage data here, there's wasted voice there, et cetera, et cetera. So it's saying build a single package with multiple SIMs and allocate the data and voice according to those SIMs. So think of the sliders, but on a, on yeah. a multi-SIM scale. And then 
the app will then be able to be on each of those single devices. And if they're running out of data, example, they can request from the primary account holder for more data mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So that's the next uh, evolution. We already started building that. So that's the, the next launch. Um, so yeah, there's certainly, we, we think there's still space to change yeah. in the mobile industry. And yes, we are looking at uh, a couple of value adds, but I, I think right now, just get the mobile stuff right. Um, uh, FMC, so fixed mobile convergence, that's also right in the pipeline. So we started doing some testing around that. So you can get your fixed line through us all on the same account, um, potentially all from the same data pools as well. So there's some, uh, the, the, we're trying to just make a, a single uh, interface for all of this. And then obviously as you know, 5G and IoT become more pervasive and more sort of part of our daily lives, that would, would include those kind of mm-hmm. things as well. Okay. So, and what about handset subsidies? So we, we definitely look at handsets, okay? But I did not want to launch with handsets mm-hmm. because you end up with people going with you because you've got the shiny device, right? okay? And it'll lose the, the essence of what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to bring about the flexibility, the simplicity, and so on and so forth. So yeah. we're coming in with a similar proposition, making sure that that lands, and then we're going to put uh, devices into, into, into the, the propositions. Um, but there'll be a separate line item. So mm-hmm. you pick a device, how do you want to pay for it? Do you mm-hmm. want to pay cash or, or, or buy now, pay later potentially? Um, and then 12, 24, 36 month uh, options on that. Okay. So, do, you, do you have someone else manage the handset book or would you take 100%. it on? 100%, okay. no, no. You don't no, want to take that no. on? It's all balance sheet for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. Sure. for sure. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Kelvin, I look forward to seeing how, uh, how Mellon Mobile uh, develops. That website again is melonmobile.co.za. Absolutely. And there's an app for Android and for iOS. iOS it's right. available in the Huawei gallery as it's well. It's not, but we've got an APK for that. So yeah. if you just get hold of us, we'll send you the, the, the link. So it does work on Huawei. It's just we're not yeah. in the Huawei store yet. Okay, great stuff. Yeah. Calvin Collett is CEO of Mellon Mobile. Thank you so much for talking to Tech Central today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.